So welcome back to the Everyday Heroes podcast. I'm Philip Brady, and I am delighted to be joined by my friend from uh, calling in from Tampa uh, in the United States. Siobhan, George, you are welcome to the Everyday Heroes podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and so honored that you even wanted me on the show. <laughs> you are most welcome and in good company with other guests as well. And the one line, Siobhan, on the podcast and anybody listening is, I want to try and capture stories of people that I think are inspiring and that you could be beside in the queue. And for you, it'll have to be Walmart or Whole Foods. But over here in Northern Ireland, it's Tesco or Sainsbury's and not realize how inspiring they are to other people. Um, that we all have these capabilities to follow the hero or heroine's journey and be able to inspire other people. And we may be on it and not aware that we're already inspiring people. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. I find you inspiring and I'm honored to have you on the podcast. So for anybody listening, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what's going on for you at the moment, a little bit about Tampa, even if you want. Well, Tampa is beautiful, sunny, Florida, 90 degree weather. <laughs> so we are in full-fledged summer at uh, this time of year in May in Tampa. So it is a wonderful place to be. And I live in Florida and work in Florida. And I work for a large, you know, global multinational bank, <laughs> as you know. And I'm in the leadership development space. So that's part of what brought me to Tampa. Um, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a part in the United States that's pretty cold, even still, <laughs> it can be in May. And I'm in beautiful Tampa, Florida. I live down here with my husband and it's just us. And really that's, that's what I'm up to. Nice. Mm -hmm. And so most heroes start off on an adventure or that kind of call to adventure. And I see you on a bit of an adventure at the moment. Um, do you want to tell us what that kind of call to this kind of path or journey that you're on? What was that like? How did you notice it? What was going on for you, I guess, at the time that kind of called you forward? Yes. Yeah, so the adventure that I'm on currently, and it is an adventure because I have no idea where it's going to end up and how I'm going to get there. But one of the things that I decided to do this year in 2023 was prioritize me, my own growth and development, and really sit down to try to figure out where I wanted to go, not only just within my career, but within my life. So a few years back, I took what I like to call my semi-retirement phase, and I took six months off from working. So I, I some people say it's a sabbatical. I like to call it like, a, again, my semi-retirement phase where I just really focused on me, focused on family, focused on realigning my priorities and my values to what was most important to me because I had devoted so much of my time and energy to my job that I was completely burnt out. So it, it allowed me time to really recenter. And then I took a career shift and left working in the field of higher education and decided I wanted to go more corporate, which brought me to where, brought me to Tampa, where, where I currently live now and working with leaders at the bank um, on how to develop, how to grow within their own leadership 
capabilities, how to advance within their career, but also how to really develop others. And I think that's my priority. It's not just about who we are as leaders, but it's who we can inspire and what leaders we can help grow and develop in this world. And so what I decided to do this year was actually hire the wonderful <laughs> Philip Brady as my leadership coach and, and try to figure out not just how I can help other leaders become more relaxed, more sane um, leaders who can embrace peace and boundaries in their lives and still be extremely productive and successful. But I also wanted to figure out what does that look like for myself? So how do I want to grow in my career and how, you know, what's my purpose and how do I really want to impart change on the world? So that is the adventure that I've been, um, that I've been on since the be since the better part that I made that commitment to really invest in myself this year. Mm. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I thought since leaving uh, the same multinational bank that I'm retired because when I go to the gym now at 10 30 AM, roughly every day, only old people are around me. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? It's it's, it's so funny. It's the best thing, it's the best it's thing so ever. Funny. I'm like, did I just suddenly get like 50 years older than I am right now? And these people are putting me to shame. So I now go <laughs> later on in the evenings, right? <laughs> yes, it's 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 a peaceful, calm, calming, but also humbling yeah. feeling to be yeah. out in the world and experiencing <laughs> the world from someone else's perspective yes. of just that head buried down. I work eight to five or nine to five in the corporate setting. So when you when you leave that, and that that's one of the things that the way I function even now in a corporate setting is so different than how I function and how I worked and how I'm in tune to not just myself, but other people around me because of taking that time and slowing down and being able to live with and breathe with and interact with people who move at a much slower pace. Mm. It, 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 trust me, being at the gym at 10 with all of the older folks, it's, it's really going to give you a different perspective on life. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I rang my 96 year old friend, Mary today in the car on the way back from a coaching conversation and her lifespan is so long that any days chaos pales in comparison when you extend it across 96 years so it's just so helpful to have that perspective yep. um come on Ludi. so <laughs> that that call to adventure that opening up to yourself mm -hmm. and what awaits can be daunting because it's easier to stay the same and to stay back where it's safe and certain so how do you navigate or how have you paid attention to that kind of resistance or um, like hesitation to move forward despite the discomfort? I think for me personally, one of the things that I've had to focus waiting until something is just right or waiting until something feels right or is perfect to act on it. Because I, I would say in the past, that's been, that's been the thing that helped me up. And the anxiety around, what if I put this out into the world? 
What if I present myself and who I am out to the world in this messy package? What, you know, what, what are the consequences of that? Will people, will they not want to work with me? (laughs) You know, will they talk about me in a way that it doesn't uphold, you know, my own integrity and the quality of work that I wanted to present out? So instead of being able to move and have forward progression in the past, I often was stuck because I focused too much on trying to get things right before launching. And so one of the things that I'm doing on this adventure, and it still produces anxiety. Let me let me tell you, it still makes me nervous. It still gets my blood pumping and my heart moving at times, but I intentionally try not to put out things that are perfect. Mm. I intentionally get things to a comfortable place and then go. And what that means is I see all the cracks. I see, oh, this should have been recentered this way, or I should have done this, or this color wasn't probably the best, or my lighting wasn't good, or I'm shooting a video out while I'm taking a walk and I'm sweaty and my hair's a mess. And but that's real. And what I've realized is when you when you try to make everything perfect again, you don't make forward progress. So part of my journey, part of my adventure is pushing through the uncomfortability and and, and not trying to make it right, just trying to be consistent mm-hmm. and produce the work that I know is going to lead me to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. Ooh, and in a world is it? that like like the world tells you perfect or nothing. Mm-hmm. And we only ever show perfect as well, like perfect homework, homework to your, to your parent or something like that. Yep. So it's a new way of being in the world. That's uncomfortable because it's against the norm. Absolutely. It's like, we strive to be excellent. Mm. And for many of us, that excellence is that perfect. And what, what I had to realize is striving for excellence doesn't have to mean I'm perfect at every step. Getting to excellence is messy. <laughs> like it is. <laughs> yep. Getting to excellence doesn't look like this. It's it's an up and down. It's ups and downs. You're going to have good things, you're going to make mistakes and then is but as long as you're consistent and you keep moving towards that, you're going to do good things and put out quality work that inspires others and that's really what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And people are inspired by real people like you said, the everyday heroes and to be the everyday hero, you have, you're, you're human and you're real and real humans are messy and make mistakes and aren't perfect. And so that intentionality behind moving through the discomfort Mm. and moving past the perfection to try to just meet people where they are and be who I am in my authentic self. Mm. Uh, Thanks for sharing your strategy to uh, being real, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, and so we're working together in a coaching capacity, but uh, along the way in these adventures as well, like people can appear or can take on new, um, uh, like support roles to you and they can hold some other people can hold you back. 
how have you navigated or who has come towards you and who has kind of held you back that you might have had to let go of along this journey as well? Like who showed up to support and how did you make sense of or handle the people that might have been kind of wanting you not to change? What I had to realize is more people actually want you want to support you and want the best for you than you realize. And so part of my challenge was speaking out what I'm trying to do and trusting people with that information. Because when you're on a path or on a journey of change or growth, you're, we're often hesitant to say it out loud because we don't want, if, if you say it out loud, it makes it real. And you don't want to say it out loud and people to start to poke, poke holes in it or to start to tell you, you know, put things in your head about all the things that you can't do or all the ways you're not doing things right. So we tend to hold where we want to go and what we want to achieve close to our chest sometimes and not share that out widely. And one of the things that I've had to start doing, because I think at my core, I'm more introverted. And so when I'm trying to do things that are required me to be more of a public figure. It's, it's taking me severely out of my comfort zone. And as an introvert, I typically don't go out of my way to talk to people. <laughs> and so I'm definitely not going out of my way to tell them what I'm trying to do as I'm in this state of imperfection and putting out things that I don't feel 100% reflect where I want to be but they are 100% authentic of where I am right now, right? Of that, where I am on my growth journey. So I've had to start to talk to people and open up my network more uh, and trust people with what I want to do with my hopes and dreams and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm working on. This is where I'm trying to get to. And this is who I'm trying to be. And when I actually did that, I have less people that I've had to cut out or leave behind because more people, they don't even know how to help or if they can help, but they're, they're excited for you. Like they're championing you. And sometimes just that motivation is exactly what I needed to, to deliver on what I needed to deliver on that day. Or they will mention, oh my goodness, well, such and such is doing this. Or I read this book or I saw this event and they bring you the cutest things sometimes that have nothing to do with anything that you're doing. But it opens, it opens up your perspective and it shows you things that you didn't even know were possible. They, you, more connections are made for me than I ever thought that I could do myself by just being open to say, this is who I am and this is what I'm trying to achieve in all of its unperfect state that is me now. Mm. So for me, it's been less about cutting people out um, and sometimes that happens. Like I've, I've gotten more intentional about the things that I say yes to and the things that I say no to. And mm -hmm. some people don't like to hear no, but I'm, I'm owning that more, mm -hmm. but it's more for me about not holding things so closely and tight to my chest that, that other people who are willing and able to help me can't help and support me. Yes. It's an opening. And you said even keeping those cards close to your chest, that's close to your heart because you don't want mm -hmm. to open your heart to other people. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a courageous act and courage is from the French word care, which is heart. So it's a bearing of your heart and opening up of who you are at your core, you know, 
of your, yes. your, your life force to some extent. And it's beautiful. And again, I, we've talked about this before that when you commit or you share what you're doing, uh, it, people think that more people will hold them back when actually the opposite is true. We just mm -hmm. need to get clear or just communicate what we're thinking about paying attention to. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. The world will respond in kind. It does. Yeah. And that sounds uh, rose tinted to some extent, but it comes with its own difficulties and challenges as well. Some in front of and some behind the camera or the mic or the, the, the lectern when we're facilitating and doing that kind of important work. So what are some of those kind of challenges that have come up for you so far? Oh, goodness. Um, the big, okay. So I don't, I don't know if I've, I've, I've said I'm on a growth journey and a development journey, and I really want to be able to inspire other leaders. And one of the ways that I want to be able to do that is number one, through being more visible. And that means like more visible on social media. And if you talk to me before I started this journey in January, I probably had maybe 30 followers on Instagram. <laughs> like I'm not a social media person. But that's where so much inspiration and connection can happen these days through social media that I've had to embrace that. And it's extremely uncomfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable for me to now open up by saying, this is who I am. This is what I want to be. And this is my development journey. I'm making, I'm opening up on social media in a much more vulnerable way than I've ever done before. Prior to this being on this journey, it was about hey, these are highlights from my vacation, right? <laughs> Here's a couple pics. And it was very sporadic. Um, but now I'm I'm posting about like the things that I'm reading. I'm also reading, right? <laughs> like making, being more intentional in my life on making the time for that and sharing those, the things that I'm learning with other people. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not always perfect. Sometimes it's just a quote. Sometimes it's an aha moment. Sometimes it's, me capturing it by just speaking into the video. But then when you go back and watch that, you're, you're picking, you know, so part of me is picking it apart. It's like, oh crap, that, that didn't look good. But again, trying not to, I, and I'm not taking anything down. Right. So everything is part of the evolution. And so I go back and look at the things that I may have posted or started to talk about in January. And that's very different I've elevated where I'm at now in May. And so I'm seeing the growth, but it's easy to see it looking back. But when you're actually in it, there's it's, it's, it's difficult to find the time. Now, you know, the things that I want to do, how I want to grow, how I want to change, I have to find the time and space for that, which means I'm taking away from other things that I used to do. So there's some sacrifices going on in there. And those are tough conversations sometimes that I'm having with my spouse who is super supportive of me, but I have to tell him, okay, so I know we typically do this, but I can't give all of that time there because I'm now devoting it towards trying to grow in this way. So there are definitely sacrifices that happen um, for sure. And there's a lot of uncomfortability <laughs> But when you're after, when you've achieved one part and you start to look back on the things that I've had to sacrifice or I've had to change or alter or the things that were making me uncomfortable for me, I'm still out of, I, I do that regularly, that reflection to look back and I'm, it's, I still think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So 
that's that's a good thing that I'm doing regularly. Yeah. And we often reflect and only focus on what we should have, could have, didn't do right, all this kind of stuff, but reflecting back on being able to measure the growth. Mm-hmm. That's the con that's the foundation for confidence, right? Yep. That's it. Um, and how do you, when that happens, then how do you equip and support yourself to move forward? That sounds like it's a useful tool in your toolbox, that reflection piece, but mm-hmm. what else do you do or remind yourself of or pay attention to, or what are your kind of practices that you, that ground you when it gets a little bit difficult? What keeps you going? What pulls you through? So for me, if I get off track, like I, I make smaller goals for myself. And if I don't meet them, I might start to get down on myself. Mm. So for me to get out of that, I have to go to what I call my happy place and recenter. So one of the things that I like to do, uh, and I know you do too, is to just be out in nature sometimes, just to quiet my own mind. Mm. Um, for me, I live in Tampa, Florida, so I'm right by the water. So it's always going somewhere where by the beach or by the water, just looking out into the ocean, looking for dolphins and stingrays and fish jumping up and paying attention to the different birds that are flying around and what's happening just in the water calms me and centers me and allows me to reprocess and refocus. I'm able to tell myself, you know, you are making good progress. You are doing what you need to do. You're where you need to be and you're in the right space. And that's one of the ways that helps me to refocus because it can't, it can't like change is daunting. (laughs) It's daunting. Um, and it's, I'm going into a space of unknown. I know where I want to get, but I have no, like the path isn't charted out for me. So every day it's something different. Every day it's something new. There might be a new, new hiccup that I didn't consider. Um, what I like to call new life learning lessons that I didn't expect to receive. Yeah. Yeah, And it's just figuring out what's my happy place and how do I, how do I recenter and stay grounded? Mm. And what are some of the lessons that have come from those difficult times? Because there's lots of growth and learning there. What are some of the things that you would give advice to yourself in January's version of Siobhan? One of the biggest things I risk that I've realized is no one else is going to respect your boundaries unless you respect your own boundaries and hold them to your boundaries. Mm. So especially when it starts to talk about time, because one of my biggest challenges is in, is time. How do I make the time? How do I find the time? How do I create the time? There's only 24 hours in the day (laughs) to be able to work in the things that I value most right now. And oftentimes that means I have to set a boundary. I have to carve out time for myself. Um, I have to carve out time for the things that are important. So friends and family, I have to carve out that time. I still have to pay the bills. So, you know, I have to carve out time for my full-time day job and other, but I'm very intentional about that. Like I'm intentional about making sure I'm taking a lunch. Like I'm not working through, through lunch at work. I need that time to regroup. I need that time to recenter. I need that time to even take care of things at home. So, so that things here can keep moving in addition to my job and allow me the time to devote to, uh, following my purpose. Right. 
So it's easy for people to, and things to pop up and say, hey, can you just do this? Or I just need this of you. But if I've carved out certain times and I've devoted that and set certain boundaries, the only way I can keep moving forward and keep functioning is by respecting those boundaries, which means I also have to have other or enforce that to other people. Yeah. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, I cannot or no because. But that's it sounds very simple when you word it like that, but you feel it in your chest. Oh, I know I should do this or I could do this or I. I can be helpful in that way, or this is even something that I, I've said I wanted to do, but I don't have time for that right now, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's it's that pull and tug, but understanding I can't make it to where I need to go without setting and enforcing those boundaries for myself <laughs> and for those around me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a tension, like it's not a say yes to everything, say no to everything. It's a line in between that you draw and you have to build in flex to that as well. But initially people don't draw the line and then they wonder why it's overstepped um, and yeah. they have to and, reinforce it. And I didn't. I, I mean, mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. One of the one of my challenges was I was so in my shell that I said I needed to say yes to more things. Mm. Um. And I would say yes to things that were outside of my comfort zone because I needed to push myself in that way. And at the beginning, that was a great act, right? But then I realized some of the things that I'm saying yes for aren't aligned. Some of the things, while it was, it was, it might have been useful to me or a learning lesson for me, it I realized that that's not for me at this time. Mm. So I had to pull back on my say yes. <laughs> to everything to try to make sure that the things that I'm saying yes for are intentionally aligned to where I want to go. Yeah. Nice. And when you, so any hero that goes on a journey returns home and they come back a new version of themselves, unrecognizable to that older version that left, but with these new lessons and uh, kind of wounds and learning and kind of failures and opportunities along the way. So when you return home or you think about the journey that you're on and continue to be on, but also uh, as you return home, if you were to return home now to your family, what's different about you now than let's say the Siobhan of 2022 December? Oh, okay. So what I would say is different. I'm much more intentional in my words. Mm. And by that, I mean, I have a clearer direction of where I want to go. And because I have a clearer direction of where I want to go and my purpose, I can be much more intentional in the words that I'm using. I can say yes to this because, or no to this because, and it, I'm unbothered, like for a lack of a better word, yeah. I'm unbothered by the reaction that could be happening on the other side of that. Yes, because, or no, because, because I'm very, I'm much more in tune to the reasons behind the because and my mm. why's behind the because that no matter if that reaction is you're, you're super excited for me. And sometimes that excitement could have led to, oh no, now there's more pressure it doesn't give me that same sense of pressure or the reaction is that negativity. 
the negativity doesn't seep in and bother me as much because I'm more aligned in my purpose. So I would say I'm much more intentional about, about my words. Mm. What else? The other thing I would say is different about this Siobhan. Like I said, I think I'm more outgoing now than I was in December mm-hmm. because some of the fear of the what would happen or if I talk, what will what will happen if I talk to this person, right? I, I didn't often speak up in certain situations. And I think I use part of me just being an introvert as an excuse, like oh, I'm an introvert. I don't really like to talk, talk to people. And part of that is true. I don't like to talk to people all the time, right? <laughs> if I'm left to my own devices, I can sit in my own peaceful state and be perfectly fine and don't need that, that energy or that interaction. But what I've realized is I don't think that that, um, that is part of a dialogue that I've developed in my head that I'm introvert and don't need people. And what I'm learning by actually talking to more people is that I do enjoy people. I enjoy having conversations. I enjoy learning from and being around other people more than I thought I would. And I think my family would, would notice that is different about, about me now and who, who I am. I, one of my taglines, and I was talking to my husband about this the other day is I intentionally go in the room and I say, hi, my name is. And he said, you do what? I said, that's what, when I go in a room, I I turn to whoever's next to me and I say, hi, my name is, which is something I never would have done before. I go in the room, I find a seat and I sit there and I might pull up my phone to look you know, busy. So people don't talk to me, but now I'm more intentional about actually entering a room and just saying, hi, my name is and seeing what follows that. But that's the next, the first step. You finished the sentence though, right? With your name. Yes, I do. I I say, hi, my name is Siobhan. (laughs) Hi, my name is. Right. (laughs) But that's, that's like step one. And, and And I have to tell myself in my head, (laughs) <laughs> just turn and say, hi, my name is, my name is Siobhan. Yes. And then usually the person is receptive to that and doesn't look at me like I'm a complete weirdo and a crazy person. And we'll say, hi, my name is Philip. And then we start this dialogue that I didn't, and you know, it, yes. it takes so much pressure off yes. when you just start with, hi, my name is. And what I heard from what you shared as well, if we go back to the cards close to the chest and talking to people more that are opening up, it's a going beyond the stories we used to tell about ourselves, like the container that was safe and certain of I'm introverted. Therefore I will stay safe and contained within this space mm-hmm. of identity. And it's not to say you're different, but you're willing to stretch beyond some of those stories or containers to go beyond. Um, and life opens up to you when you do. It does. So what questions should I have asked you that I didn't? What impact do I feel like I'm making on the world right now? Mm. And your answer would be? That's a great question. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll just leave you. I felt like, because when you described everyday heroes, right? And when I think about the word heroes, mm. I think about these amazing people who are doing amazing things and 
helping people and having an impact on the world and other people's lives. And so when you said, let's, I want you on my everyday heroes podcast, I, I really had to go do research. Like what the heck, like what happens on an everyday heroes podcast? Because I don't feel like I'm a hero at all. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm on this adventure and I'm on this journey and I'm so, I'm so close to the beginning of it, but I don't, I can't even see, you know, I really can't yeah. see the forest through the trees. Yeah. But I've been having some really inspirational conversations and inspirational to me, but also what I'm noticing is I'm being an inspiration to others just by sharing my path, just by talking about who I am and the development journey that I'm on. It's inspiring others. Yes. To embrace some of those things, to start thinking about, like, like I talked about boundaries, I'll tell people about have had to insert boundaries and make people and, you know, hold people accountable to respecting my boundaries and respecting myself. And it's giving them perspective on their own lives that for me, I didn't, it's not like an intentional act of me trying to develop someone. It's just having a conversation. And it, it amazes me even today, the impact that I can have on other people's lives by just having a conversation. Mm. And it's back to every day. So we think changing the world is this monumental thing that needs to be like, um, like a heroic, massive act, but actually it's in the everyday showing up and demonstrating kindness and gentleness and courage and thoughtfulness and all those kind of good qualities of us and reminding others of the same by mm -hmm. role modeling or just showing up with those things. So exactly. I, I, I think changing the world is grand, but I also think it's possible when we make it micro to changing our world. Because if everybody did that, like that scales to change on scale that's quite powerful yeah and i'm seeing it and i think that's the when when we talk about impact right mm. the small conversations that i'm having with other people i'm seeing the the impact i'm seeing them take some of the things that i'm doing and implement it in their own lives and the impact that that's making in them and it's like a trickle effect and how making small tweaks at work can change the, your entire home dynamic, right? And it was just so, such a small tweak of saying, hey, no one's gonna respect your boundaries if you don't. Mm -hmm. And I make time for the things that are important to me and what's at home is just as important, if not more than what happens at work. And just having that really quick conversation with someone, you can see them, a few weeks later and they're coming back to you and they're saying, oh my goodness, this is what I did. I, that, that meant something to me. And you don't always see it in the moment, but that's the impact of, like you said, everyday heroes. If we don't, you know, people who you would consider an everyday hero often don't think that they're an everyday hero, mm. <laughs> but those little impacts have a huge trickle effect. Yeah. What questions do you have for me? I, I know I'm struggling because I was like, Dang, I didn't right. know I was supposed to come with questions. You so, well, I know how you've impacted my life. Right. Um, and I, 
we're, we're not going to get into that right now, but do you see yourself as an everyday hero and what are the small impacts that you've been seeing, like reflected back to you that you've been making in other people's lives? Uh, do I know, but given my definition, probably, uh, I, the impact I see, yeah, like I'm seeing a lot in the coaching work that I'm doing. It's why I needed to dedicate more time towards it. And, um, what, what is showing up in the work that I'm doing with people is, uh, ringing true in my being if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it's like, I know exactly that I'm meant to be doing this work and that's qu- happening more often than it's not. So that's quite exciting. Um, the changes I want to make are at a macro grand planet scale. So it's probably, I'm probably measuring myself against that and not coming up with, yeah, you're making an impact. But when I catch myself doing that and make it more micro, this is why I say it's so possible just to impact people every day. Uh, A neighbor two days up or two doors up, I was able to share some things with him recently and he got an interview and got the job because of what I shared and it's going to change his family and their dynamic and their life. I looked after my neighbor's dog while he was looking after one of his children that was in the hospital. Like there are ways of showing up and being in the world that make an impact. And I would hope to, that it's my way of being. It's not mm-hmm. something I do. It's a way of being. Mm-hmm. And I just keep, I just keep hoping to show up. And the people that I'm working with and kind of growing towards, and they're growing towards me is, people that will have an impact at scale and so a small shift in their thinking and capacity to handle some of the problems as that evolves and grows the impact will get bigger and will get uh, to solve some of these things at scale so that's quite exciting i can see a runway for me that's opening up uh, and that's just amazing so Onwards is what I say after every one of my LinkedIn posts, you know, there's work to do. We must keep moving forward onwards, you know, onwards. I love it. Any others? Well, um, one of the things I always like to, you know, other than hearing about Elvis, (laughs) that's one of my favorite topics (laughs) is just to hear about you sharing how you stay grounded because Mm. I know a lot of growth and change has been happening for you on this journey as well. Mm. So what are some of the things that you're currently doing to stay grounded? How, how in detail do you want to go? Hey, this is your show. (laughs) (laughs) So are we, are we, we going for this? Yeah, we're going for it. What are you doing? Tell us. So the, so in my work, I follow a couple of models. One of the models is adult development in each of the stages of adult development. If you imagine a two-year-old and the terrible twos that you're told about, 
The reason they're terrible twos is because they push the boundaries and they want to figure out where they start and when they stop. And I bump into somebody else. That's what they're doing in the acting out. They're finding out where the boundary is that comes towards and closes them off. That's one stage. There's many stages. There's roughly seven or eight. I At each stage, it's a new level of capacity. But any new level of capacity, if we make this physical, to be able to do the splits is adding a lot of chaos to your legs and your hip joints you can't just jump straight in. Trust me, I haven't tried, but I can imagine it's really painful, right? So physiologically and mentally, we can push the capacity of what we can handle, but you must build in recovery or you do not own the space that you've stretched into because your nervous system takes it as a threat because it's too new and it hasn't had to feel safe. So why I'm saying this is, in the work I'm doing, it's getting deeper on a couple of fronts. One is cognitively, emotionally, physiologically. So grounding and practices that ground me are mandatory and are equal to the amount that I'm able to increase my capacity and how I can show up for the people. Right? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, over the weekend, I downloaded Sam Harris's Waking Up app. Mm-hmm. I have been walking, meditating recently and find that beautifully grounding. Like you said earlier on, I, I also walk in nature. I read a lot. I focus on my breathing a lot. I go to the gym most days. I try to drink enough water. I enjoy coffee, but I try to limit that a little bit more recently. Mm -hmm. Sleep is a superpower. I sleep really well. Um, I hug most people that I meet for coffees. I love that. Um, I try to meet humans more often than Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I just notice where my body is in space sometimes. And that's a little bit new for me. But I also try to notice the experience within my body. And that's also new territory for me. So when I notice rather than judge the feeling of anxiety, which I had a couple of weeks ago before a talk, I judged people that experienced anxiety before. And then I felt it in my body. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's real. You're not just talking rubbish. (laughs) So I probably, I'm grounding in the experience of life, Mm -hmm. grounding on the level of consciousness within, and I'm paying attention to the physiological impact of that on me, my nervous system, and my capacity to show up for people. So uh, I also do handstands because it's teaching me to hold uncertainty. Literally, your world is turned upside down, and all you can do is breathe. So the breath is a good teacher. Mm-hmm. I just try and do that a little bit more intentionally. Okay. I like that. What about laughter? What's what's making you laugh? Good answer. I, I think Elvis. We... <laughs> yeah. Elvis, I'm probably, it's a really good catch. I'm probably not laughing enough or intentionally, like not scheduling, but like making, mm-hmm. increasing the likelihood that I laugh more often. Probably not yes. doing that enough. My wife would agree. Uh, 
she says I'm very serious. I need to laugh a little bit more, but I think it's just so again, this is live stuff, Siobhan, right? We're on the this is got this is the 19th of May. Right? <laughs> one of the one one of the one of the hard things about self-awareness is that it's sometimes lonely and that you don't just develop self-awareness about the good around you or about you, but you develop an awareness of the capacity for you to do evil or bad things or the kind of shadow side or uh, the, the, the dark side of our personalities within. And I've probably spent time there recently exploring and shining a light within that just because that is literally that will unlock new levels of development because again you're expanding your capacity but i had a moment after looking at the perils and the dangers of what's ahead of us in life and the planet and all this kind of stuff the other day where i was playing with elvis in the back garden playing fetch and he has the stick that he loves so that was what we were using and despite the the potential for planetary damage that we can do and are doing and the challenges we have ahead of us was on my mind all day because I've been listening to a lot of stuff on it because I want to make sense of it. But the moment and the experience of seeing Elvis running towards me with joy uh, I like a tear came to my eye because it was so beautiful and the antidote to chaos and to some of this um, like difficulty about living is things like celebrating life and one way we can do that is through laughter and joy and sharing kindness and being gentle with ourselves and compassionate to ourselves and other people so it was a good reminder to make sure to balance yes the articulation of what's going wrong but to regulate it with uh, more intentional attention and action in the space of celebrating life too. Yes. So laughter is a piece of that. It's a good reminder. I'm going to watch a comedy now while I'm in the gym after this conversation. <laughs> good. It's helpful. I yeah. do that sometimes too. It's a great question. You have to, you have to break it up. Yep. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, When you hear what I've shared, how do you respond? What happens in your body or in your your heart? Part of it is relief. Like to hear to hear a person that I have so much respect for, to hear a person who has made leaps and sacrifices into the unknown. And to see how that's how like your career, your business, your reach has expanded and flourished so much grappling with some of the things that we grapple with every day and how you process through it and how you stay grounded. It gives me a sense of relief because I know that I can do it too. Like Mm. I see that within myself that it's possible mm. and that I can do it too. So not relief that you, you know, you have to understand the dark places and go to the dark places, but relief that 
even if we go there, we can still continue to like pour into others. We can still continue to see the good in the world. We can still continue to make time to play fetch with the dog and and have a laugh about this little dog with this big stick. Right. (laughs) So it's, it's inspirational, but that sense of inspiration comes across like physically as a sigh of relief. Yeah. Yeah. Like life is more beautiful than we give credit to. We Mm -hmm. just, I saw two birds earlier on. I've never seen birds like them. The beautiful, small little yellow birds. And if, I wasn't paying attention. We would have lost that moment. Mm-hmm. Like life is just unbelievably precarious. The antidote is to open to it. Open. That's it. Nice place to end. Love it. Siobhan George. Open. Yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks, Philip, so much for having me. <laughs>